Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hello, chickens. Welcome to our my very special guest this week. Oh my god, I'm reuniting all the Hoovians. <laughs> Please welcome Tegan Higginbotham to the Theory Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're only my second ever guest. In, really? Yeah, and this would be like through episode 382. <laughs> oh, I feel so honoured. Well, it's, you know, like, I, I don't open my theories up to just anyone. <laughs> well, I do appreciate it, but I've got to say, it's, um, it's a tough time to have a theory. Oh, Because there is just, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's just me. I just feel like I'm spending so much time trying to just wrap my head around what's going on. Yes. I'm then having trouble taking those few steps forward to go, oh, here's what I think is going to happen. No. I, you know, no. I'm just going, I'm confused and there's a dog, so I think I'm happy. <laughs> How cute is the dog? I'm loving dog people. Obsessed. Obsessed. Or discount Chewbacca, as I'm now calling him. Discount Chewbacca. As soon as he brought out the little bow thing, I went, oh, I've seen that before and I'm all here for this. When when Dan called him Scooby-Doo, I was like, yes! Yes! Thank you. I love, I love the comedy writing for Dan. I'm enjoying him making his terrible wok puns. Yeah, I, I really am. And I would love to, I would love to have the scripts and see how much of them have been written by Chibnall and yeah. how much is just his dry sense of humour that he's yeah. just peppering throughout the episodes. But it's really lovely. It is It is very good fun. So did you enjoy the War of the Sontarans? You know, you mentioned it in your last episode, but how much has clearly been spent on this series. Oh, my god! And gosh. that house, that that end of the world or whatever, that what represents the end house? of the universe. Stunning, though. I know. So beautiful. 
Oh. Um, loved that. I'm still loving Azure and Swarm's makeup and their glitter puff. I almost want him to lay a finger on me and end my life because I'm like, I'll be beautiful. Uh, <laughs> It'll be a glamorous death. <laughs> so I'm glitter. I'm finally what I should be. Um, I, there's something weird and kind of like 80s um, dynasty vibe to them. Like I feel like it's Joan Collins and, <laughs> and yes. you know, and Linda Evans wandering in in their giant shoulder pads and too much blue eyeshadow and going, yes. I'm going to 80s you to death. Darling. <laughs> <laughs> but can I ask, have I missed something? Mm. Um, what happened to the flux? Like what where did flux go? I think flux is still happening, but right. it's like, I like it was gonna be a bit more fluxing. There could be there could be more fluxing. Well, obviously okay. the flux missed Earth because of the we know the the Lapari or whatever they're called, their spaceship yeah. stopped it. Um, which is when the Sontarans snuck in. Yes. But it's done something terrible to the TARDIS, uh, or is that or dirty. The, the planet time that's done something terrible to the TARDIS? Like, I'm, I'm confused about, like, the TARDIS had no doors this week. I was very distressed. Yeah, it was a bit distressing, but it, a really huge, meaty concept to just yeah. introduce. And, you know, even the Doctor, having not heard about it, what did she say, that it doesn't exist or there is no such thing as... A planet called Time. Yeah. I was like, "Ooh, this is this is meaty." Yeah, she, she if she doesn't know about it because you know the doctor knows everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that makes me feel it's 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 terrifying. Like when the doctor doesn't know stuff, I I get a bit nervous. Yeah. Like I like it because it means like because I do hate smarmy doctor um, mm-hmm. knowing everything, going oh well this is that and that's the other thing and then blah blah blah. And you're like, yeah, shut up, just have an adventure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 when the doctor is completely bewildered by something that's obviously this powerful, mm. that is frightening. And if it's hurting the TARDIS, I am very, very concerned. Because you know, TARDIS has been with me all my life. As, yeah, and you said you said another concerning thing in your last episode, which is imagine if we discover that the TARDIS oh. is actually this kind of enslaved creature. Oh. I mean, that just. That screws it all up. I know. That has been a theory of mine for a long time. For a while, I thought of them as like horses. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> then, nice. Yeah, like they're trained. You, like you train a TARDIS, you go and catch them from the wild. Yeah, and, and once a year we have a festival and we kill one. Yeah. <laughs> we race them against each other. <laughs> um, we all so, wear yeah. pretty hats. That's nice. <laughs> like it. So, yeah, that's. I've always had this weird, because they feel, they feel weirdly sentient, but. You know, also, you, you know, are they going where they want to go or are they going where they're told to go? Like, I don't know. So I've always had a weird thing with the TARDIS. It's like, is it is it a creature that has its own sentience and is it being made to do things against its will? Like, mm. I've always had a problem with it being too alive and yeah, the I, implications I, of that. I, I, I like thinking of it now as this creature that is, as you said, sentient, but I feel that I'm in the camp that if it is sentient, that it's a really um, it's a really great partnership between the TARDIS and the Doctor. It's a bit right. of a Sherlock and Watson dynamic going on where, yeah. you know, when the TARDIS needs to, the TARDIS will step up and go, actually, no, we're going here. And we've seen that happen countless times where oh, the gotcha. TARDIS gets its way. Um so I'd like to think that it is a happy relationship. But, you know, it would be terrifying if we do go down that rabbit hole. So more like Mr. Ed than a regular horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're just really putting ideas in my head that are going to change my experience of watching Willful, this show. Willful, chatty horse that can surf. <laughs> <laughs>
Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm all, I'm 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 on board now. I don't I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> So, did you um? How did you feel about old mate Mutton Chops, who just turned up in that weird place where 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 Yaz and Vinda were trying to help the priest triangle? Was that its name? The tri- oh, the tri- the little the little thing of which yeah. there are many. Forgotten about him. God, I forgot. Yeah, see, I that was another one of those threads. Um, he turns up at the start of the episode, and then he goes, "Oh, I've got to find my way back out again." I'm like, has he dug his way down to there in his tunnels? Yeah, I. Look, I guess that shows how much thought I've put into him. I keep forgetting <laughs> that he exists, but he gives a good face, you know, oh, so yeah. I'm, he's, he's acting his pants off. Actually, I will say that I have, yeah, I've been enjoying quite a few of the little moments in this in these past two episodes. There's been some lovely actings. Oh, there has been, hasn't there? Like, I thought this was, um, I thought this was Jodie Whittaker's best episode, acting-wise. Like, seeing her kind of out of her depth, but also just taking charge, the woman playing Mary Seacole is a delight. Like yes. I, I would like when they started going through the, you know, through the the fake barrier thing. She goes, "Oh, it's a conjuring trick." It's just like I love her. I want her to be a companion, lifting her skirts up and running around everywhere. Yeah, she was great. She was great. In fact, one of the things I'd really hoped for this season is that we we, I've always felt that we've never quite gotten full Yaz. And I wonder if we if we keep getting all of these other characters coming in who are just so bright and bubbly and interesting, I still don't feel as if I'm getting full Yaz. And I'm beginning to wonder if we will by the end of this. Of, of her I kind of liked her be taking the doctor role when you know yes. when she's alone because we've seen her do that a couple of times, but it's usually you know very minor moments in, yeah. in whole episodes. Um, but yeah, it would be great for Yaz to have an entire episode of her own. One more issue, and I know we can't talk. For long i still struggle with the way this doctor can get so angry when some species are threatened but then not when others are threatened because uh. i actually I, I'm, I don't know there is to me a logic of the sontarans kind of going we've we're going to slaughter people and when we come back we're going to slaughter them again yeah. and although i don't think it's nice that their ships got blown up i, I could see sense in how this poor british soldier yeah. went we need to stop this from happening. Yeah. Um, so you've got that. And then on the other hand with Orphan 55, when it was literally the dregs of humanity who were poor and couldn't survive the climate apocalypse, mm. the doctor was like, kill them, kill them all. <laughs> and I still sometimes go, oh, I don't know which way you want me to go here. But they, I don't know. Were I mean, cannibals though? I feel like they did some bad stuff. <laughs> well, the Sontarans were fat on horses. That's not very nice either. I, I mean, know. those poor horses probably had a terrible back after that. Because they're quite dense, aren't they? They're supposedly... Yeah, like they'd be dense. They, yeah. yeah, they're like... Don't they come from a heavy um, gravity planet <laughs> or something? I feel like they're... Yeah. Unless they're just particular. They're, you know, they've got some particularly strong horses. Also, what a great line. I'm, I you know, Why have you invaded here? I just wanted to ride a horse. <laughs> so great but yeah look completely all fair enough i'm just saying i would have blown up the sontarans too <laughs> but you've always been quite cruel tegan and that's why i appreciate you it's a little punchy and explosive <laughs> but but there are there's a lot of carnage in this episode yeah, like i mean the people being was it this one? Yeah, it was. Sorry, it was still this. People being shot, executed. Yeah, executed. Didn't think that would happen. For being spies, the execution of the uh, the Sontaran who was who got knocked out by, by a cannonball. I also thought he was going to be spared. Yeah, you're right. They're kind of going there with the death, aren't and they? And also, 
all of the British soldiers. Like, that was an actual massacre. And how good are those special effects? Like, normally special effects with people in them, they're like a little bit cheesy. Like, oh, it just looks like a... But this looks great. Yeah, this looks... Look, Chibnall is... He's putting it all out there, and yep. I like that. But Chibnall doesn't always answer the questions that he asks. Oh, I he know. He can sometimes put some pretty huge things out and just go, do 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 and walk away. And because we're not going to get any more time with him... I'm just hoping that some of these threads are going to come back together. Um, I think he's learned some very bad lessons from Stephen Moffat in opening doors and not walking through them. <laughs> come on. Come on, um, Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping because he's got this incredible option of, you know, six episodes in one big story mm-hmm. that, that we do get a beginning, middle, but then an end. Um, so what do you think for next week? What do you think is going to happen in Once Upon Time? I'm hoping that we do, we will focus a lot more on Yaz and I'm just mm. so interested to see what happens because we heard the flick of the fingers from Swarm. So, yeah, I'm interested in, in the same way that we saw when Catherine Tate had the entirety of, of um, yes. the TARDIS in her and Rose as well, that happened to Rose as well. Mm. I'm interested to see what happens to Yaz when she gets her moment to see even more than the Doctor. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Oh, my God. What if Yaz can see? Because, you know, the Doctor has not been open about what's going on with her, why she's chasing down Carvinista about the the division, what happened in the Matrix. What if Yaz finds that out but not from the Doctor? Well, they've got a very unique friendship, a really special friendship, and I think that will feel like a betrayal if that happens. At some point, somebody will get injured. They're all going to end up on that hospital planet again where there are, that's right, cats, giant cats, and then they're going to wage war with the dogs and there's going to be a whole other thread going on. And by the time we get to the last episode, there are going to be like 10 different storylines. You remember the girl with the angel? What? No, it was the guy with the red hat. What? No, what about the boot kid? You know, the kid with the boots. Sorry, what? Like, it's just going to be like this. But old mate mutton chops in the mine. <laughs> what? I really hope I really hope that happens and that some of them fall out of the window and Dan says, Oh my god, it's raining cats and dogs. Yes. <laughs> I'll be a happy woman. <laughs> There's our theory. There you go. There we go. <laughs> oh, we thank one. you so much, Tegan. It's been a delight to hang out and talk talk to who again. Thanks for having me. It was really nice to chat. You oh. know, I've missed this. Oh, and do, where where can people hear you? Are you doing any other things? Are you doing any other podcasting no. things? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I do a podcast about food, actually, because like most people, I got hungry in lockdown. Oh, um, and now I just, uh, food is, is what I do. I made my own ice cream the other day. I've hit Get that out. level. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. I thought it was going to be icy and a bit shit. No, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting summer with that thing sitting in my pantry. Exciting. And so what's this podcast called? It's called Dish Island. Uh, each episode, we invite a special guest onto our show and to our island, I should say, and they have to reveal their desert island dish. So oh, heaven! Thing, yeah, that they would eat for the rest of time. And I've not been able to pick a single dish yet. I'm wrong, wrong, wrong every time. I feel like I'm back on Whovians <laughs> in a way. So. That's the best. When people surprise you, it's like, that's a fun thing. It's like, oh, well, you are unpredictable. I'm enjoying you. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, darling. Big air kisses. You stay well. You too, darling.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.